and welcome to Ramjack and the battle for the Sedona secret. I am Alex. With me is my co-host Brad. And it's just us. Just us. Oh, back to basics. <laughs> Jonathan is in Chicago. Can't be with us. No, no more of that riffraff. <laughs> so Brad, if you had to take a guess, how many people do you think die a year in the United States mm-hmm. from cow attacks? Cow attacks. Wow. Man, I would say... Think about it. Cow attack. Docile cow. Hmm. Gives us milk. Gives us milk. Uh, a staple in our food. Right, right. For better or for worse. I would say it's probably, well, much less, um, much less than the amount of cows that we kill. Really? So, uh, I'll say, oh, maybe five or six. What if I told you to times that by a thousand? But I'm kidding. I think that's a joke. Of course not. Um, <laughs> according to the New York Times, there's an article that says about 20 people a year are killed by cows in the United States. This is, are, they, are they counting like like spoiled meat? What what's this? No, I like live cows. Now, if we're gonna go spoiled meat, I'm sure that number's higher. Well, obviously, but I, what what's happening? What what's happening to these people? <laughs> cows just attack, man. I don't. The, the the article doesn't really say anything. It's just like notice, just letting you know, cows are being unruly. Maybe we should put them back in their place. Wow, I think I think the cows have every right to be unruly. It says here that mother cows, like other animals, can be fiercely protective of their young. Obviously, especially when we're going to eat them. <laughs> Look, I, I'm I'm no vegan, but I mean, I think the cows have a right to revolt. <laughs> we slaughter them. Okay, so about 20 a year. Between the years of 2003 and 2007, there have been 21 cases of people being killed people being killed by cattle in Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, and Nebraska. That's combined, by the way. Well, you know. It's four states. I think it's okay. I said bravo, cows. Earn some back. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah. Just to throw this out, 16 of those cases, mm-hmm. it was determined that the animals had purposefully attacked those people as opposed to accidentally okay now hear me out on this one sometimes (laughs) cows get together in a big herd Mm -hmm. and there's a herd mentality right scared they'll know what's going on a cow could easily push a human against a wall oh no big thing i mean a giant cow and there's a lot of them sure i can see that probably even see the person person crushed dead that's a stupid farmer but there's sometimes sometimes where cows are thinking you know what man Cows got vengeance. Vengeance. They feel the eye of the tiger. <laughs> so what we're talking about animals, um, I want to talk to you about a bra-wearing donkey. <laughs> no way. Um, listen, we... we Wait, why? We've talked a lot about, you know, furries and humans wearing fursuits. Yeah. Well, here's here's a donkey wearing a bra. Does this, does this donkey have a person sona? A human um, sona? Maybe. Possibly. But uh, um, I'm reading. I'm reading this here from from the Star. A uh, farmer, um, Wing Lung, was sick of using normal blinders on on this donkey because it kept chafing the animal's head. Instead, he nicked his wife's bra from the washing line uh, in eastern China and just uh, you know put it on its head. Okay, now time out. So many questions. First, a person did this to the yes, donkey, right? Yes, yes. 
a, a human being put a bra on a donkey's head. So a human being is imposing a, a human sona on an animal. Yeah, I think that's I, not right. I, I think this Chinaman just wanted to uh, put a bra on a donkey. I think it's a pretty good excuse, I guess. I could see how sure. it could work. Wait, where did you hear the story again? The Star. Yeah, <laughs> incredible news source there, right? Oh yeah, what I hear, yeah, I, Daily Star is like. First to break Michael Jackson's death, right? Right, yeah. They're like high up there, man. They, But I mean, really, are they going to fictionalize a bra-wearing donkey? I don't think he can. No. Why could you? Insane. Wow. What does his neighbors think? Because this is China, right? Yeah. Rural China. I think they're probably into they're it. They're very conservative, man. I think they're kind of into it. Now, a different conservative than what we're used to. I think they're like, hey, hey, donkey. I think they're thinking genius. We need to start marketing this. Yeah. Bra-wearing donkey. What do you think? What do I think about it? You think it's okay? You think it's morally wrong? No. Morals don't even go into that, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Unless the donkey, it infringes on the donkey's rights. In that case, no. The donkey's just keeping on keeping on, right? I wonder what I kind of so. bra it is. I don't know. There's not an image. I wish there was. Are there sports bras for donkeys? Hmm. Like, are there different types of bras? Like, would it be a status symbol? Well, I think, like, you know, you as, make time, a sexy donkey? as time goes on... <laughs> Um, I think, you know, who knows? It could be all, it, you never know what it could be wearing. Um, it might even want to wear, um, this little device, which I just found out, found out about. Um, it's a dissolvable bikini. What? Yeah, that's right. Someone's um, up to no good. The saucy thong swimsuit looks like a real bikini, but disappears just after a few seconds in water. <laughs> wow. Sellers in Germany build a dissolving get naked costume as a chance for men to get their own back after a breakup. Wow, really? <laughs> Whoa. But women's rights campaigner Rosemary Spolf stormed, it is an absolute insult to women that this has been invented. <laughs> well, I'd maybe. I'd have to agree with her, dude. Maybe, in all honesty. But, uh, yeah, dissolvable bikini. Wow. I'm waiting for you to say your normal phrase when something like this, this news from Europe happens. What? What? Bravo, right? Bravo, indeed. I, I, you know, I got, I got to congratulate the Germans. This is fine. This is fine ingenuity. Dissolvable bikini. Where have they been? I see that more as a prank thing. Oh, yeah, well, obviously. I mean, but I could see how it could be malicious. Right. I love the way they <laughs> insinuate. You know, it's a chance for men to get their own back after a breakup. Wow. Yeah. You took it to a dark place. I want to know the rest of that story. I, I see. I, I'm, I'm, when I immediately heard about this, I was thinking, okay, you know, it's what's one of those you know weird little sexy lingerie things. You know, you you get together, you go to a hot tub. Oh, and my bikini is dissolved. That's fun. A little sexy surprise. You but know, no, that's not what they were no thinking man, when they made it. There's malice in that. Those Germans. I cannot wait to see the TV adaptation of these people's stories. It's got to be coming, right? Oh, surely. So, ladies out there, be careful. If, if a man Do not take a swimsuit from a stranger. If a man gives you a mysterious swimsuit, be curious. Be on the watch. Yeah. That's practical advice. And if he's a German, be doubly on the watch. <laughs> as you should be to begin with. <laughs> Look at history. <laughs> wow. Brad, speaking of uh, women's rights, I don't know if you know this, um, but apparently the morning after pill mm -hmm. has just been legalized in italy nice i have heard about this yeah late last thursday italy finally approved the use of the abortion drug well that's great i'm sure everyone in italy is very happy about that no what no but why not dude the vatican is not happy in fact the vatican has been the one main voice saying no no 
while the Vatican is ridiculous. Whoa. It's led by uh, it's led by a former Nazi who wears a dress and a giant hat. All right, just to let people know this, if you're in Italy and you're a doctor, just prescribing this drug to someone will get you immediately excommunicated from the church, according to the Pope. Well, you know, I say bravo. Maybe, maybe if maybe it's a wake up call for these doctors. Hey, maybe I should give up this Catholic nonsense. I would hope so. Give up on the five two Gzo. Uh, everyone, you take a step forward and then you take a step back. Apparently, the only place you can get this at, it cannot be sold in pharmacies, which I guess makes sense if they fought it for so long. It must be administrated by a doctor in a hospital. That's a waste of time and resources. Hell yeah, it is. Just let these people have the fucking drug. I love that, what was it, last week or a week before that, we talked about the story about Africa and how they just, it's everywhere. They're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but in Italy, they're like, no. We're going to make you bend over backwards to get it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Crazy Christians. I have some more animal news, Brad. Yay. This is kind of scary. Christian is scratching. Oh, dude. Okay, this is an aside really quick. I was at work on Friday, Mm -hmm. and the girl I work with and one of my bosses were having a conversation about something, and she used the word scritch. Mm. Really? And I immediately thought, whoa, wait a minute. How did you use the word Someone's scritch? got a secret. What, what was she, uh, was she wearing cat ears at the time? No. Not that I could see. She mm. She does work behind, like, a bookshelf. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it was in relation to. I think it was just some animal. Mm. Oh, she was telling a story about how raccoons had invaded someone's house via the, the doggy door. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she said that someone she knew was just getting up, normal morning routine, and they turn around and look in their kitchen, and there's three giant raccoons just everywhere eating food. Yeah. Just, they just looked at her, and they immediately just, like, went into attack mode. They just looked and just went, That's creepy. She had to run, and she locked herself in the bathroom. And the raccoons just made themselves at home. She called animal services or whatever. They came over, and the, <laughs> the raccoons were just there. Creepy. So she used the word scritch, and... uh Maybe maybe those words are more prevalent than I thought, but mm, I think you got a coworker that's furry. She may have a secret. I'll think, keep you. I'll keep you posted. Let, yeah, let I'll me keep know. Let me know. Just, let me know. Just let me uh, just, uh, keep me informed. Maybe that's not the news. Okay, but so we have some more problems with ants, man. Oh, son of a bitch! I don't know if it's a problem or if it's actually like them saying they want to help. What? Let me tell you. Let me say about this. Now, the BBC reports this. Their main article says, Fire Risk, Super Ants Discovered, which is a whole lot of loaded Super <laughs> Ants. Super Ants. Process that for a second. Fire Risk, fire Super risk. Ants Discovered. Fire Risk. Okay, we, there's a huge risk of fires. Why? Because Super Ants have been discovered. Do they have heat vision? <laughs> it's, it's undetermined at this time. Um, but there are these ants. Super Ants. They're from Asia. Now, these are not the same as a super colony of ants. These are a different faction of ants. Are these ants that are, in fact, tiny robots created by the Japanese? Dude, now, this is going to freak you out when I say this. These ants are attracted to electricity. In all oh. seriousness, dude, this is what the article is talking about. This is why they're a fire hazard. Oh. They call them super ants because they make super huge colonies. 
and they're really, really attracted to electricity. I th- it says more so than food, which is weird, man. What They'll follow the- electrical lines just because they're electric. What have the Japanese done now? All right, now check this out. So there was this uh, giant transformer box mm-hmm. written, and it shorted out like it stopped working. Opened it up. There were 35,000 ant carcasses inside stopping it from working. They had gotten inside, attracted electricity, and just died. I'm frightened. They're the same. You know how, like, the ants we have here in the United States, just like a normal black ant? Now, the picture they show are red ants, but they say that they're just normal black ants. And I don't know if they're the tiny ones or if they're just, like, the big kind of, like, centimeter to two centimeters big ants. But that's crazy, man. That is terrifying. So you think it's their machines? I think, oh, I think the Japanese are involved somehow. Uh, It doesn't say what part of Asia they're from, but they do have that one ant faction is in Japan, the super colony. Yeah. Talked about. Yeah. I think, I think what happened was they were trying to create an ant colony that would fight the super ant colony. And of course, they went with machines. What else do we know what to do with the machines? Right. They made nano. What have they done ants? now? And now the two the two factions. Yeah, there's going to be a war between them. But guess who's going to get caught in the middle? Humanity. <laughs> We're screwed. All right, I have a different hypothesis. Bring it. Let's assume that these are just normal ants. They're biological. Yeah, okay. They're just doing what they do. Genetically created by the Japanese, obviously. Uh, maybe. Um, but I think they're trying to help us. Are they really attracted to electricity, or are they trying to find a way to shut down the machine should they try to take over? Think about it. Wow. Not a fire risk. They're helping us put out a larger They're fire. They're trying to destroy the machines. Yeah. Dude, I, honestly, I'm still not sure which side <laughs> to back super in this. smart technician ants. I'm not sure who to, who to back in the fight of ant versus machine. I'm not sure which one I would prefer to be my overlord. People always talk about, you know, machines are going to take over. People also talk about random other catastrophes. Oh, there's going to be a comet that hits the planet. Oh, my God, zombies are going to occur. Ridiculous. We really have to worry about the ants and the machines together. Ants and machines are for real problems. I, I honestly, I don't know what side I'd want to help with, too. I would, I would kind of want to side with the ants because they're biological. But, they're another yeah, but the living machi- thing. The machines, the we created the machines. We, know, we better understand the way they think because we've created it. I don't know, man. We're going to have to – I just thought I'd bring it to your attention, bring it to everyone's attention. I'm just saying that nature finds a way. I learned that from Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, so I would rather face a mechanical adversary than a natural creature like the ants because nature finds a way. Jeff Goldblum, look it up. Ramjack. Ramjack is brought to you by West Bend's The Poppery 2. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> so, Speed Racer. Speed we Racer. Speed Racer, and it was fucking amazing. Isn't it great? I don't understand why people don't like this movie, Brad. People complain about Speed Racer all the fucking time. I like. I I saw the trailers, and again, as a child, I never watched Speed Racer. Neither I, did I, I. I knew nothing of Speed Racer, but I saw the trailers. And I was like, wow, that looks kind of interesting. I kind of want to see that. But then it got terrible reviews. Yeah. People really hated this film. Loathed and despised. I will say, I think I read one on the New York Times that got me more intrigued, which I think is why I actually ended up watching it. 
later. They had said it had some flaws, but it was a very pretty movie. And, you know, someone who works in animation and stuff sometimes, I love cool special effects. Right. And if they enhance the story, all the better. I mean, that's why they're there. But. So I, a big part of when I wanted to see this was the visuals, because I heard it was absolutely amazing. Right. Very colorful. And it is. Absolutely. I think but this I, movie's better. I mean, as a movie, I enjoy it a lot, Absolutely. Man. I love this movie. I think people. I think it, people get freaked out. I think they got scared. I think it was too too much new for them. They couldn't take it. They were <laughs> afraid agree. to change. The format. It is the way it's filmed is very interesting. Yeah, it's not scene scene. It's more of like things floating in. The yeah. transition between stuff is awesome. I think this movie just freaked people out. I think there was. I think they were afraid of it. I think they weren't ready for change. But now. But now we're living in the Obama administration. Oh, yeah. Everything's different. And everything's different now. So people give Speed Racer a chance. Definitely give Speed Racer a chance. Because it works. It's like, I, what do people want? This is always my question. When people like complain about a movie, how could it have been better? How would you have made a better Speed Racer movie? I would say that no one can make a better Speed Racer movie than no. this. If you're... Talking live action Speed Racer, this was the pinnacle. Yeah, nothing's getting better than this. No, what else? What else? Do, what, what are you expecting going in? It's Speed Racer. There's going to be lots of racing. There's going to be a comedy chimpanzee sidekick and a comedy little brother thrown in there. Just thrown in the mix. I mean, yeah, there's just going to be a race. Someone's going to try to thwart them, and they're going to win and yeah. drink some milk at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, that's what Speed Racer is. Right. I'm. It was awesome they could take such a simple story or whatever, mm-hmm. turned out premise, and make something that was this activating. Masterfully done. What is this? It's two hours and 15 minutes long, and it whizzed by. Yeah. Like, really I was does. shocked when I saw that this was over, and it was two hours and 15 minutes I long, know. Brad. And people hate it. I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I, I think earlier we um, we had compared it to uh, the uh, Ang Lee's uh, Hulk. Yes, as far as like the transitions and style. Right. Because I hated the first Hulk movie. Absolutely. One, that was the first movie I ever fell asleep at the theater mm-hmm. seeing. Um, yeah. It just wasn't interesting. No. But he tried to do something in there where it was more kind of comic booky, or he was going for a comic book-like style. Right. As close as you can mimic that, or moving pictures as Which, opposed to. That was really the only upside of the film. Yeah. And I think really what happened was like they pulled back. And they got scared, and they, as the movie went on, that went away. I'm remembering this. The reason they did do that was they tested it, and people said they fucking hated it. Right. Because, like, the most of the movie was that. And then they were like, okay, look, if they don't like it this much, we'll be a little bit in the front, because I guess they couldn't edit that at such short notice. And they did make it more like right. that. So uh, they screwed themselves over. I mean, of course there was the whole ending and the whole thing where... Oh, the story was rubbish. The, yeah, the story was horrible. The thing where the guy turns into weather. Uh, what the hell? Dude, I just don't like the Hulk story in general. I'll be honest. It's, uh, the second movie was okay as far as those movies go, but... I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the second one, but at the same time, the first one, like, it stylistically, it was pretty cool to begin with. Yeah. And uh, But then it went away because people were scared. So in Speed Racer, expect something similar but not identical because I think they do it way better in Speed Racer. Absolutely. Speed... I mean, really... Could not have been better. Oh, man. I really, really like this movie the more we talk about it. I love it. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about first, man? Um, we I, talked about so much already. I, where yeah, did we come I think, Okay, I think the first thing to tackle here is it, it begins and we get some flashbacks of Speed Racer as a child. Also, I love I love the fact that his name is Speed Racer. Yes. Amazing name. His, his father is Pop Racer. Must have been very awkward when he was a child. 
Come is here, his name Pop. really Pop? I yeah. just, they just called him Pop. I no, his name is Pop Racer. Wow. What was the brother's name? Um, Every, everyone else seemed, when I, we were watching it, because I didn't, again, I didn't recognize Pop as Pop. I thought they were just calling him like like a dad, kind of an affectionate nickname. It was Rex Racer. Rex Racer. Rex Racer. Speed Racer. And Comedy Little Brother. What was his name? Spritle? Spritle Racer? Spritle Racer? Spritle Racer. And his <laughs> chimpanzee sidekick. Was it Chim Chim? Chim Chim. Chim Chim. Chim Chim. Uh, those two kids. I got a question. Why the hell are they always in confined spaces together? <laughs> That's a good question. Spritle and Chim Chim are always popping out of trunks. It's, yeah. Just you don't about that. Um, but I love, we, we get these flashbacks of young Speed Racer. And he... He is like a feral beast child. <laughs> he's constantly, he's making like, he's making like grumbling like car noises, I guess is how you're supposed to interpret it. But it, it sounds like he, he is just a, a feral beast child. He doesn't speak that much. He can't concentrate on anything other than racing, man. Right. It's kind of terrifying. I, he's got issues. He needs medications. <laughs> no. If I've learned anything from this movie, Brad, it's that maybe your kid doesn't need medications. Maybe your kid's just destined to become something great. If you give medications, that might not work out. Oh. Don't become less enthused about racing or whatever else people are, might do. Oh. Yeah, man. I didn't you know? even know this was a protest against, against Big Pharma. Big Pharma? Didn't even know. Big Pharma. Big Pharma would have destroyed Speed Racer. The Wachowski brothers very subtle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, we get to see um, a young Trixie. Trixie, um, who is destined to be Speed Racer's girlfriend, yeah. eventually played by Christina Ricci, who is crazy hot in this. Yes, I agree. Crazy hot. Christina Ricci, I mean, she's on and off. Sometimes she's not as attractive, but this movie, hot. Super hot. And this is Speed Racer, for crying out it's loud. It's Speed Racer. Well, who do you think this movie's aimed for? Obviously, people who love Speed Racer as a child, I guess, but I, I mean, I mean we're well past I, I, those I think it's definitely aimed towards a younger audience. See, I thought that too when I when I got and rented it. I thought this was going to be kind of a kids movie, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's, it turned I think out to be much more man. Yeah, I think, the story I think, yeah. Very. I think it's definitely it's definitely a family a family oriented film because I, I think there's plenty there for the kids. I would have to say if I had one criticism out of the entire thing, mm-hmm. it would be less of uh, Spritle and Chim Chim. Yeah, I mean the, the, the first time the I comedy watched it, sidekick antics of those two is. Yeah, a little much. The first time I saw this, which was a year or so ago, mm-hmm. maybe more, they annoyed me quite a bit. Yeah. Second time around, loved them. Yeah. In fact, the only thing there's a part at the end, which is the only thing I would say cut out of them. Second time around. Right. But yeah, that was the only thing. I, the only criticism. Yeah. But, well, the, th- the thing is, like, I was just happy to have a chimpanzee, comedy chimpanzee, running around on screen because it's been a while. We need that more in movies. Like that. That is, that is something. That was respected for so long and has gone away. How often do you see a comedy chimpanzee? I think comedy, well, not just comedy chimpanzee sidekicks, but just sidekick chimpanzees in general need to have a recurrence. Well, true. I mean, let's bring them back, man. It's the age of the chimp is now. What were what were the what were those chimps called that had the little boxes and they turned them and they made music? For some reason, that word eludes me right now. Um, it was back a long, well, not a long time ago, maybe the '30s, '40s. Street performers, like the like the organ grinders. Yes. Well, I guess they used bears. Right. For some reason, in my mind, I also see monkeys do it right. as well. Why? What happened to animal sidekicks, man? I, I mean, throw that out there. If there's an organ grinders bear, 
Yeah. Why aren't people hanging out with bears now? Was there like a See, was there something that happened before we were born we don't I, know I, about? Well, I think I think here's I think there's you know I think it's people are too worried about animal rights, and they're and they're separating us humans from the animals. We're becoming more distant. I think we need to bring the animals into our lives. Let's share. Let's share our world. People freaking love cats and dogs. Why can't we have pet bears? Like we've we've accepted that we've domesticated um, dogs and cats. Why aren't we domesticating chimps? I mean, they're close to us genetically. Right. Very close. Like eventually, you know, eventually they will be domesticated to the point where it's going to be completely cool to have you know chimps running around hanging yeah. out as a friend, sidekick. We got to make that happen now. Personal servant. It's not going to happen on its own. Yeah. We got to do that. Chimpanzee sidekicks for everyone. I agree. I agree. Of course, that's how things happen in Planet of the Apes, too. <laughs> no, we've learned our lesson. We're not going to enslave them. Pokemon. If anything ever happens to cats and dogs, though, we'll have to worry about stuff. Yeah. But it may be worth it to have comedy chimpanzee sidekicks. God, it would be amazing. Because they can get into wacky antics and imagine, candy. And... Brad, imagine this. Okay. What if Ramjack had a comedy sidekick chimpanzee? Oh. It'd be amazing. Oh, what would we name him? Dude, I don't know. Ramjack. <laughs> <laughs> that's too obvious. Yeah, that's but that would much. be fun to have. <laughs> I think, yeah. Sidekick. I think we should have a comedy chimpanzee sidekick. Oh yeah. In the podcast. We do need to name one. Maybe that should be in the once. Okay, okay, okay. Here, here's a drive. Um, for our listeners, uh, we're collecting money to buy a comedy chimpanzee sidekick. So please, everyone that's listening, please, if you can make a donation. Um, we'd really appreciate it, and hopefully soon we'll have a comedy chimpanzee sidekick. Yeah, first so goal send, of the podcast. Send in your donations now. Yes, and even if you just have a, a monkey around that you want to get rid of, <laughs> if you have a spare chimp, be all the better. Like, don't worry about the money; just send the chimp. Yeah, like we'll take care of the rest. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, this would be great. <laughs> all right, listeners, get on this. Brad, we're, we're getting off topic. Kind yeah, of. We are a little kind bit. of even. Speed Racer, man. What else can we say? I mean, there's a All lot right. I would like to say about the movie. Yeah, I, okay. I want to go back in a little, little bit into the story here. Um, All right. I, like, so his brother, his brother was a was a great racer, but the but the the corporate interests would wanted to sign him up, which are the evil villains of the film. Yeah, the evil racing conglomerates. At one point, um, when Speed Racer is just a young child, they send a bomb. <laughs> they send a bomb. They give a child little Speed Racer. On his go-kart, they hand him a bomb. <laughs> what the fuck? Just deliver home, man. Racing's pretty competitive. That's fucking hard. A bomb? You're gonna blow up a little kid? Dude. To send a message? That's fucked up. Like, there, there's like there's a dark edge to this movie. I wonder if all racing has that dark edge. Do you think NASCAR really has this dark edge <laughs> you're not aware of? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. not. I should say this, and this is a, something about Speed Racer that's awesome. I am not a fan of race car driving oh, at all. No. We're from Tennessee. We are, NASCAR is yeah. prevalent. We are from Jackson fucking Tennessee. Where people love that fucking shit. There's NASCAR everywhere. NASCAR in general, God, there's so many things that just immediately just like, mm, I don't I, know about this. This is not something I can get into. I feel like every family gathering of my entire life involved a group of people in one room watching NASCAR. Which I will never understand. It's, I don't, I don't understand it. I'm yeah. at a loss for words. Yeah, makes I don't sense. like. I'm not a fan of cars in general. Racing cars are kind of fun in their own way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not really a car enthusiast by any stretch of the imagination. But they're a machine. 
Sure. Like, in, from a technological perspective, it's like, this is interesting. Right. As a race goes, though, as, um, as the cultural, look, all the look, culture look. that surrounds NASCAR is what bothers me. What's more exciting than watching rednecks drive around in a circle? Rednecks drive around in a circle, fans in the audience, there's nothing to do but eat food and or right. drink beer. I mean, that's no different than, I guess, a baseball game or a football game, per se. Neither of which I enjoy either, but, you know. Eh, they got their places. They're fun to watch people at, for damn sure. And not the players, just the other audience right. members. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I again, we get sidetracked. I say all that to say, not a fan of racing, love Speed Racer. I, I got excited about the race. I was too. If, if NASCAR was... Anything like Speed Racer, I'd watch it every time it yeah. came on. Well, I, one thing though is like I was wondering, like there's all these people in the stands, like how can they see all of this? Oh, dude! Like every once in a while you see them with like binoculars, like looking, but like these these tracks are crazy. They're you know defy all gravity and they're looping and insane. Like there's no way you're gonna see anything sitting in the stands. The cars gotta be flying, dude. How could you follow them with binoculars and see anything? That's interesting. Maybe they just have. They just like to be there. Floating more support. Yeah. Just, want, just want to be there. Okay, they support you. There's some suspension of disbelief. This oh, obviously, <laughs> obviously. I mean, it's Speed Racer. There's a comedy chimpanzee sidekick. <laughs> but great. That's that's a testament to Speed Racer right there. Yeah. I'll tell you something else I like in Speed Racer, Brad. Bring it. Pancakes are love. Pancakes are love. Said it randomly at the beginning. I just... Off thing, the evil guy actually said it. Right. I don't know what to it's, read into that. It's so uh, yeah. But because, as someone who loves pancakes, because Speed Racer, being an up and coming you know racer, uh-huh. conveniently named, um, you know the the big corporate interests are out to recruit him. So the guy comes to his house. He just like comes to the house and like invades their breakfast. Yeah. He just parks his plane or his hover car in the front yard. Yeah. Still going, by the way. Yeah, whatever. Not know. gonna be there long. Like, uh, he just, like, barges his way in and is like, oh, you're having pancakes. Oh, dear. I seem to have interrupted your breakfast. Is that pancakes I smell? Oh, are you hungry, Mr. Royalton? A figure like mine requires constant attention, Mrs. Racer. And do you like pancakes? When I was a child, we used to say, pankuchen sind liebchen. Mmm. Creepy. Pancakes are love, man. Pancakes are love. Creepy. Dude. During the film, there's a point where they go to visit the big conglomerate's, like, headquarters. And they have a vertical assembly line? How pimp is that, man? Yeah. Of course that makes sense. You have gravity working with you. I love that. As opposed to against you. Nice. Dude. Like, there's... I love when they go to that corporate office. It's amazing. Because also, I love the fact that there's people riding segways everywhere. Like, just crazy, crazy... High-speed segways everywhere, <laughs> zipping around. We can assume the Speed Racer takes place not in the distant future, but in the near future. It's like a weird alternate future, because they talk about stuff like happening in like the 40s when like racing got huge. So well, You know, I guess you're right. It's like this weird alternate now. You know, when the Segway came out in that universe, it really did change the way everyone exactly. did things. See, that's the we should be living in Speed Racer world. I would give anything to live in a Speed Racer world. Oh. Okay, that's that's a... That's, too big of a statement. Christina Ricci would be there. And she would I'm be Christina hot. Ricci. It's Trixie. Yeah. Who apparently flies helicopter. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. She flies helicopter. They don't really mention why or how. or. It's like, I, I don't need to know. That's like another thing. It's kind of a little shifty on the Speed Racer team. It's like they've always got someone in the sky on a helicopter keeping an eye out for like, you know, Trixie cars. 
But well, there uh, were other planes in that one really big. Yeah, race. there was, but like most of the time, it seemed like Speed Racer was the only team that had a helicopter. But I was like, really? What's... Trixie's that good, man. Trixie, she can man. follow him. She's cool like that. She wants to be where Speed Racer is. For what reasons? I don't know. I want to be Speed Racer. <laughs> <laughs> she has the best line in the movie. She does. Speed Racer, what are you thinking? Speed Racer, what are you thinking? Crazy hot. So hot. Oh, Christina Ricci. I just love her character. Really does. I mean, we've said it. Why can't more girls be like Trixie, Brad? I don't know, but they should. Trixie doesn't want anything from Speed Racer. She just wants to be around him. She just wants to be She stands up for his honor. When a little girl on the playground calls him a retard and he's a child because all he wants to do (laughs) is race, she sticks up for him, punches her in the face. Punches a bitch. Trixie, bravo. She flies a helicopter around chasing him. Flies a helicopter. Making sure she, he's all right. Right. She's got, she's got clean hair. There's, yeah. there's one up from Twilight right there. <laughs> Always looks well-kempt. The only thing she wants from him is that, you know, every once in a while when he wins a big race, would it would it be a bad idea maybe to, you know, take her up there on the, uh, I guess, winner's pedestal or whatever it is and, you know, just... <laughs> Hold her in his arms. And just give her a little kiss in front of everybody, in front of the world. She, she all she wants is recognition. It's like, yeah, I'm with him. Yeah, she's she dedicated her life to racing. Yeah, I don't know why she did. Just for why him. does she like him? I don't know. But again, I wish I was speed racer. <laughs> Dude, I'm just gonna bring this up. We talked about earlier how speed racer was very hyperactive as a child. Mm-hmm. He suggested medicine. I said no. Let him be himself. Right. That made better for the world in general. I always thought it was interesting, and of course, this goes unsaid in the movie, which I give them credit to. They kind of let you believe, okay? But when his brother dies, all that energy gets focused in the racing in a healthy way, as opposed to a crazy way. <laughs> <laughs> Would you, Brad, think um, that that's instead of? Uh, wait, never mind. We're not going. Wait, I uh, wait, explain. No, I'm. I I don't want to bring that into this. No, please do. All right, go for it. I would offer this suggestion. Instead of giving kids drugs mm-hmm. to help curve whatever excitement they might have or something, right. why not have them go through a traumatic experience <laughs> that forever alters them? Alters them. Like Speed Racer. That sounds like a good idea. So uh, if a kid's really hyper, we should kill his brother. Maybe. Decrease the surplus population at the same time. Yeah. Big Pharma still loses. And the kid can still be himself, but in a good, productive way. Dude, I think you're onto something. This is a great plan. Thank you, Speed Racer. Oh. That's what brothers knew. And also, if this kid's hyperactive, if that doesn't solve his problem, at least we've taken care of the brother. So, you know, there's only one of them causing problems. I think there's two options. There's only two options here. You either have them go through a traumatic experience Mm -hmm. or give them the monkey sidekick. True. (laughs) True. (laughs) Cut out the meds. Let's get those monkeys back. Because another argument for monkeys. I'm just because saying. while comedy little brother sidekick um, does have his own issues, he doesn't seem as insane as Young Speed Racer did. Young Speed Racer had issues. He's he's not he, into his racing. As like much. he was borderline autistic or something. <laughs> All he could do was talk about racing. There was something wrong. I love that he basically said fuck you to the teacher by handing in all of his tests. <laughs> Filling in the bubbles to say something like, go! What was Rex go, go, go or Rex something? Go, yeah. And I uh, didn't yeah. care about school. And like, he made a um, flip book of just drawing two cars crashing to each other. Like, and Trixie says later that he only passed high school because she helped him out. God, Trixie. Oh. 
Trixie. Where have you been? Uh, Where where will I find my Trixie? I think everyone wants to find their Trixie. (gasps) Someday. Also, I love the fact that after his brother dies... Like um, like all of the media is like he's the he's single he almost single handedly ruined racing yes. the worst the worst racer ever he's practically evil. No one from these parts will ever forget the tragic story of Rex Racer. He nearly ruined racing. One of the bravest men to ever drive a race car. The trial of Rex Racer shook the World Racing League to its very foundation. In my book, Rex Racer is nothing but a rat. For five years, Rex Racer took orders from the criminal <laughs> Wow. <laughs> they turned on him. That's the racing community, Hardcore. man. Hardcore. Step out of they line, turned man. on him. Step out of line, they're just going to be vultures. Oh. Bam. Dude, I have to say this also about Speed Racer. I love the beginning a lot, but I really think that they could have made just a Speed Racer short film out of that first race Yeah. in the film. A, a little more editing might have been better. Mm-hmm. If it was going to be a standalone thing. But I think that could have easily been an awesome standalone Speed Racer, like, short film. Yeah. Not to belittle this, though. And as, as a whole, I still freaking love oh, it. Absolutely. I was thinking the whole time, I was like, this is so, so awesome. I know they had to eventually get more into more narrative. And, right. Man, it was kick-ass. Wow, it really was. Every race. Like, excited. And I look, I look at this, and I'm like, you know, what is that fucking, fucking, um, Phantom Menace? What do you mean? Like, like, the, you remember the fucking racing scene oh, that would never end? Oh, fucking racers, man. God! Damn, that sucked. That is a bad race. Like, that was horrific. But this is amazing and fully entertaining. Oh, yeah. Like, why why the hell can George Lucas pull some fucking speed racer together? Why couldn't he make a fucking interesting race? I give this as Lucas. Pod racing is way more interesting than NASCAR. Just throwing that out there again. Yeah, well, again, and anything more interesting than NASCAR. There's aliens in pod racing. Yeah. Should we talk about the other racers? Because that was kind of comical. Yeah, they had, like, all kinds of weird teams. Yeah. I, at one point, they have to go on this big cross-country race. That's a two-day event. Right. And they are just a whole bunch of ragtag teams together. I think I think probably one of the favorites would be the Vikings. They are freaking awesome. They're, they're barbarian, like, barbarian Viking racers. There should either be a prequel or a sequel to Speed Racer where they're featured more. I, yeah, I want to know more. And I love because we see a scene where like um like the like the villains are like buying off all these racers to help them you know get them to help destroy Speed Racer. Oh yeah, and his team. And like you know we see okay you know he gives these you know two chicks money. Okay, fine. Gives some more people money. Get to, get to the Vikings. He, he gives them, he opens up a trunk that's full of <laughs> full of furs and pelts. They're still dealing in pelts. The Vikings. <laughs> They're, they, they're race car drivers. They have race cars. They are enthralled with those pelts, man. They, they are so like excited. a whole chest of pelts. And I love and like their cars like are like they look like wood grain. They're gonna fall apart anyway. Yeah, and they have like man. iron weaponry, like iron hammers and catapults. One of them has catapults <laughs> and, with a beehive. And like a mace? Like what the fuck? What's happening? Okay, here's what I think happened. Alright. Okay, here's how we have an alternate timeline. What happened was, eventually, we fucked up the environment and had no choice but to go backwards in time. Whoa. And that's where the Speed Racer universe takes place. Wow. We've gone back into time before we fucked up the environment. There's plenty of resources, um, modern technology, but there's also Vikings rolling around. Yeah. I wonder if they still invade ghosts. <laughs> if everyone had to get... <laughs> 
<laughs> if everyone had to bring the cities in. Right. The Vikings control the seas. Yeah, obviously. Oh, they're so popular as a race team. Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I will say this. I love the arc and most of the characters in this film, even the minor ones. Because yeah. I really do feel like the Vikings, we learn a lot about them for the few minutes that are on screen. But, yeah, we, I, I, I feel a kinship to the Vikings. I felt like uh, I saw them rise and fall, and I saw them... I saw that moment of recognition when they realized we're screwed. We've made a bad decision. Mm. And plus, when that one guy, is, they take out the chick Viking car pretty quick, right? And that one guy is like, "No, no!" Yells, Hilda! Yeah, <laughs> yes, yells her name, and then it's it's on. It's serious. Oh, amazing! I mean, they dispatch them quickly. I mean, their Vikings right. are crying out loud. The land isn't really their territory. <laughs> I mean, also, there's also, um, oh, uh, there's also the snake guy. Yeah, the snake guys. Like, who's like, he's like, he's like all like in like snake leather, snakeskin leather, and every, he's like cars like done with snakeskin. And it's really weird. It's like, he's got a motif and he sticks with it. I love when he shoots a cobra into someone's car <laughs> cockpit. Yeah. <laughs> they just freak out, as anyone would. Obviously. I can't remember what other weapons he had. Every car has weapons. Right. Or defense be. mechanisms. Right. Quotation marks there. Yeah. It's like... Uh, how, how are these people not getting caught with these ridiculous weapons? Like, they've got fucking... They gotta be sneaky, man. They've got saws coming out of cars. Speed Razor has saws coming out of his car. Yeah. Again, a defense mechanism. All right. For use for defense. There's the standard, uh, all right, we're going to have some kind of blade come out and puncture your tires. Of course, you know, Pops Racer didn't put that in there. That was put in there uh, by um, one of my favorite characters, Inspector Detector. <laughs> His name is Inspector Detector. Inspector Detector. Inspector Detector. Good morning, Mr. Racer. I know it's been a long time. Ten years. Obvi- uh, awesome. He is a pretty cool character. Awesome. I love that there's an inspector. Again, I never watched the cartoon Speed Racer, but I'm sure Inspector Detector is pretty awesome in the cartoon. Some of the lines and character names that these actors are forced to throw out at us. <laughs> totally believable, though, man. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I this. was amused with Inspector Detector, but I never for a second did I question it. Right. During the film, I loved it. I, I was lo- there. I also, I love I love uh, Racer X. Yes. Like, okay, he's our big mystery guy, um, played by Matthew Fox. Awesome. Yes. And, we're, you know, early on, we, we, you know, we're very, we're very strongly given the hint that this is actually Speed Racer's brother, who didn't die on this big cover-up. And I, you know, we we get the feeling it's like, oh well, this 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 is probably this is probably Speed Racer, but that would make sense. Oh, obviously, yeah. you know, that's it's very obvious. But then at some point, like Speed Racer meets up with him, he takes off his mask, and it's like, you're not my brother. No, your brother's dead. <gasps> Whoa, <laughs> off the trail. Why don't you just tell me the truth? You're Rex, aren't you? You mean your brother? You first appeared two years after Rex died. You drive just like him. You knew I'd be here, because this is where he always used to take me. Just tell me the truth. You're not Rex. No, Speed. I'm sorry, but your brother is dead. I'm sorry. Don't be. I'm sure if he was here, he'd be immensely proud of you. And I love wow. that we believe it's off the trail. Yeah, it's At like, that moment, wow. we believe everything on screen. We're like, all right, well, this guy isn't his brother. It's just some guy. That's who kind of awesome. Still Bravo. has mysterious connection to the family. But, yeah. Bravo. Not his brother. 
Of course, you know, the other thing is like Racer X. Um, Speed Racer. That's his last name. <laughs> Racer. Anyone named Racer, I would be a little suspicious of. Yeah. But, Racer you know. X? Mystery Racer. Right. But, you know, um, but in the end of the film, we find out, yeah, it actually was his brother. Spoiler, but yes. It's his brother. brother. That's his brother. He had plastic surgery. Why well, doesn't look like his brother? Also, awesome casting and the fact that they got someone that did kind of look like Matthew Fox to play his brother, you know, back before. That actor looked really familiar. I can't remember who it was, but yeah, I haven't looked it up on IMDb or something to see what else he's been in. Well done. Absolutely. I'd like to mention something else. Go for it. Okay, again, we don't want to get too much into the story, but when they do that giant cross-country race, mm-hmm. they team up with an Asian kind of uh, conglomerate right. that's a competitor with the other guy. They make some other type of fuel cell or something, and every racer has a really cool costume. The Asian guy, kick-ass. It looks like an awesome, just racing. He's got this dragon yeah. on the side, but it's not, like, overly done. Very stylish. Right. He has cool hair, too. Absolutely. Racer, uh, racer X. X. Awesome he's, outfit, yeah, he's man. He's got his cool leather with the big X yeah. thing. That kind of helmet thing that goes over his head. Right. To protect his identity. Glasses. Kick-ass. Oh, yeah. Super what speed, badass. What does Speed Racer bring to the table? <sighs> speed. <laughs> it's, a uh, little, it's a little effeminate. I'll be honest. Yeah. It's pretty much... It's, he's, he's wearing the cartoon costume. He's wearing the... The blue with the white jacket and the and the red scarf. Great for a cartoon. Bad idea. The red <laughs> You're kerchief. actually racing. Yeah. Lame. He, how ridiculous. Trixie, what are you doing with this schmuck? <laughs> I'm thinking Trixie gave it to him. Because no girl would hit on him when they saw See, I assume... I immediately think... when I If I saw someone in that outfit, I'd be like, okay, that person may be homosexual. Yeah. All the good for them, man. I mean, See, I assumed that comedy sidekick's little brother in Chim Chim made it. Oh, yeah. He's always into stuff. I, yeah, I think he's probably... I think he probably designed it and made it. Chim Chim did most of the stitching, but, you know. <laughs> but a bad call. Bad call. Yeah. Bad call now outfits there. Oh. I, also, another one of my favorite scenes might be when comedy sidekick's little brother and Chim Chim um, sneak into the plane... <laughs> and go into a diabetic coma. <laughs> like, uh, Speed Racer's gone. He's, he's gone talking to the conglomerate guy. He's like, hey, I'm not interested in being a part of this. Um, Doesn't realize his, his, his little brother and their comedy sidekick chimp has stowed away and to steal candy. Where are the parents? Why aren't they ever watching after them? They know they're going to get into shenanigans. Out you go. Outside. Get some exercise. You're too pale. I think that they had their hands full with Speed Racer when he was a kid. So they're like, you know what? <laughs> the two out of three ain't him. bad. Let Let's them. just let the third one be his own. Just let the first them. two are racing yeah. superstars. This third one, nah. He can be raised by a chimp. Yeah. Let's give him to the chimp. <laughs> Yeah. Because they didn't get the monkey until the third kid came along anyway. Right. Because Trixie, Trixie doesn't live with them, but Trixie spends a lot of time at their house. Yeah, Trixie's always over there. I think maybe, maybe you know, maybe Trixie's not happy at her home. Maybe her parents, you know, maybe they're abusive. Maybe Trixie, mm. Trixie's got a dark past. Jeez. And she needs a man that she can rely on that'll take care of her. Now, you're reading into that, but, you know, that may be true. Yeah. I mean, I would almost feel bad for Speed Racer because it almost feels like whatever he does, Trixie's going to be there forever, man. So he better like her. Don't but again, she's, she's perfect, awesome. man. She's the perfect female. I also love some of the stuff Trixie says beyond the Speed Racer. What are you thinking? I love when she says, at one point, she has to like, take the place of another racer, mm-hmm. and they don't know it. They're being sneaky. 
Um, but then she, they ask her if she's all right. Because they just went through some kind of hard time. She goes, 10-4 and ready for more. <laughs> Trix, you all right? 10-4, ready for more. Oh, I love it. <laughs> she has a lot of those she just throws out. Yeah. I can't remember any of the others, but that one, I just that immediately laughed. That was great. Amazing. Ready for more. <laughs> just great. Oh. Ah! I love it. I love this movie. Dude, I love the fucking ending to this movie. It really felt like something was happening. Yeah, I know. Like, that final race, I was excited. The first time I watched this, I remember I was, I was fucking excited. Yeah. Oh. I don't really know how to explain it. It's just, when he gets that car started again... Oh, feels it man he's just there he's, he's talking to it what do you need from me you drop it in the fifth and then start her up starts it and he goes and then he's he just going and then again the way they film this is great or the way they present it because yeah. it's just like a ah, floating in and off it's just him man you actually feel like it's just him on the racetrack it's like he's racing his brother back on that track again so it's, awesome. it's awesome dude I love it I love it oh dude something else that was really cool the special effects amazing it's like- I almost want to because every time I've watched this, I kind of lose... I mean, it's not great by any means, because you can tell, I mean, a lot of it's stylized. But it's totally... I love it. The stylization is perfect. Absolutely, yeah. But there's a lot of, like, cool stuff in the background. On the last race, when they're doing the Grand Prix, did you notice on the walls... Oh, the zebras? The zebras, man? Yes! And how they're achieving that was, like, if you were really racing, they just have, like, these squares, these zebras. And if you were in a car looking over, it would look like a zebra's running beside you. Yeah, which is so And they keep it up. Like, when there's a still camera angle just looking at the cars coming, you just see the zebras on there, but they're not moving, obviously, because it's just perfect. That attention to detail, man. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely. So awesome. A great movie. Other characters to talk about. Um, Wait, let's talk about Pops for a second. Oh, dude. John Goodman. He was awesome in this. Yes. Like, I mean, all around, great cast. But John Goodman, like, he he's a badass. <laughs> a wrestling champ. Uh, yeah, like, at some point, like, ninjas have broken in. <laughs> and they're trying to get rid of the Razors. <laughs> Another great Trixie line. Oh, yeah. my God, are those ninjas? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trixie. <laughs> Just, uh, I love it. What does he say? Something like... <laughs> More like ninjas. <laughs> It's a shame what passes as a ninja these days. Oh, and then Trixie seemed a little turned on by uh, John Goodman kicking a ninja's ass. I think she was she was a little... I think we all were, man. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Oh my god, was that a ninja? More like a ninja. Terrible what passes for a ninja these days. Cool John Goodman, he, was, he would like break down some crazy wrestling moves. Beat the hell out of a ninja. Also, I love when comedy sidekick little brother and chimpanzee, um, like they they are they're trying to attack the ninja and like it goes into like anime style with like the lines flying behind him and then like it cuts <laughs> back to reality and he just grabs the guy's leg. Yes, it's all in the kids' hands. <laughs> I love I love and there's another scene like that where the kids are watching where the kid and uh, the monkey are watching cartoons and like they go into like a little anime. Um, playing around and you see inside his head and it's ridiculous <laughs> I love that this movie is amazing I, again the first time I saw it there were things like the fight scenes totally unrealistic in most parts oh yeah no one's gonna be able to twirl someone like a propeller over their head right and when I first saw it again I was like oh man maybe this is a little too kiddie don't think that. Yeah. Just go with it, man. It's just like, excitement. You, it's just you, for fun. Yeah, you. Well, I mean, I think yeah, a couple minutes in, you should. You have to accept the style of the film. Oh yeah. 
Once it, they go outside, it's like, okay, this is different. Yeah. Oh, you just have to, you have to, I mean, you got to roll with it. You've got to go into Speed Racer knowing that it, it's crazy stylistic and insane. Yeah. Don't take it seriously. Well, it's Speed Racer. Even though it is just Speed Racer, and I say don't take it seriously, I, the story holds up, man. The Absolutely. way it's delivered, the acting. Yeah. For a movie like this, I mean, for a script like this, where you're saying stuff like Inspector Detector. <laughs> very well done, man. Yeah. I was there. Absolutely. We've got to see something about the soundtrack, Brad. Absolutely. I, I love it. It's done by Michael Giacchino, who does Lost. Yes. Awesome. I love the fact that, like, you know, at times, you know, like, especially in the race scenes, you know, it's just, it's kind of understated, but very subtly, there's the speed racer theme. In yes. There. And, like, once you, and as soon as you realize it, it's gone. It's just enough. Just enough. I love it. I'm, I'm probably going to buy it on iTunes, man. Oh, I've seriously. got to. It's good stuff. I even love, like, the pop remix where they sang the old speed racer song, gave it kind of a hip hop. Yeah. Kind of threw some rap in there. I love it. Seriously, I, I mean, really, this movie, overall, solid. Super solid. Dude. Great. Great. So there's some more villains or interesting characters in this. First off, mobsters. Absolutely. I, they're, they're really weird. They're like British mobsters, kind yeah. of. Like, one of them has... I love... My favorite is the guy with a giant mutton chop. <laughs> and, like, the 1970s suit. <laughs> Very weird. Oh, dude. Plus, as you mentioned, super piranhas. Super piranhas. There's just, okay, I love, they, they've got the Asian guy. Yeah. They're holding him. And basically, a giant convoy. Yeah. They've just got this, like, giant, like, you know, 18-wheeler. They have a um, mobile office. Mobile office. Um, and the boss guy has these crazy piranhas that will devour an entire human in no time. Oh, yeah. They throw, like, a giant, like, like mutton. A, yeah, like a leg of mutton leg. in into their bone is clean before it even touches the bottom of the tank man terrifying terrifying these fish and this Asian guy uh, he's the son of the other competing conglomerate but he's made some bad choices you know he's missing with the wrong crowd they're gonna put his hand in there as a warning luckily Racer X comes along and averts things but in in the in the ensuing crash the aquarium gets some bullet shot in it so the boss man forces one of his henchmen to, to plug it with his finger. This is clearly a bad idea because once the fish eat the finger, what's yeah, going to be plugging the, his bone? the aquarium? A, a stump? And they do eat his finger. I mean, you yeah. see in the background. I love also that later they show him that character with a thing around, like a gall around his finger from then on. Right. Details. Details. So there's a mystery, Brad. Hmm. Not a mystery now because we looked it up. But it was like, uh, what the, what, what's going on moment? Why did they drink milk at the end of a race? What the fuck? Like, it was it was very weird. It was like, okay, you won the race. Here's your trophy and here's your milk. Here's <laughs> your giant. What is it? Two pints of milk? Yeah. Just drink it. Have some milk. You just had a race. You need some milk. Replenish your fluids. <laughs> I didn't know this. Apparently, this is a tradition at the Indianapolis 500. Mm-hmm. Started as buttermilk. Whoa! Fuck. Mm. No, that's not cool at all. It was actually, I think originally, like, fueled by people like people who hold interest in milk. Because one of the racers who won just happened to be wanted to drink milk after a race. And then the milk people saw photographs of them and, like, we gotta have this. We gotta make this. We gotta get milk in there. Let's get milk in there to support a race. I'm a big fan of milk. But if I've I've been, like, you know, in a race... 
and I'm like hot and sweaty from you know the stress of being in a big time car race. Um, I don't think I want a big glass of buttermilk. <laughs> buttermilk is gross. That's thankfully, yeah. they didn't have buttermilk in Speed Racer. Oh, still, like milk's a little heavy, I think, for uh, just coming off the racetrack. Yeah, I agree. Let me stick with some water. Some if it's whole milk, if it's skim milk, that may be okay. Still, skim milk kind of is like water. Well, it is water. Milk. I don't. I love skim milk. Yeah. But I would not want that after a no after a hot stressful race. This movie is solid. It's amazing. Love it. I mean, it's no Meteor Man, obviously. <laughs> but what is? Hey, man, I really like this movie. Go get this movie. You've got to watch it. Don't listen to all the bad hype out there. It's a fun romp that you'll want to watch again. Absolutely. It's great. Amazing. Speed Racer. Speed Racer. It's out there. Well, well, well. Here we are again in the situation room. Situation. All right. You are Spridal Racer. Oh, man. You were a huge disappointment to not only your family, (laughs) but to humanity as well. Despite your best efforts, you and your comedy sidekick, Chimpanzee, are virtually ignored by anyone and everyone you care about. You and your Simeon cohort must stage an attention-seeking stunt to get the love and acknowledgement from your parents that clearly have no regard for your well-being. What's it going to be? Initially, my gut instinct was, obviously, we're going to join the circus. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if we should do that. I don't want the chimp. What's his name? Chim Chim? Yeah. I don't want him getting exposed to that kind of lifestyle. Yeah, he could get lulled and leave you. We may have gotten him from a circus. I have no idea. Could be. It's just, as far back as I can remember, there's been this monkey around. Right. (laughs) What are we going to do for attention seeking? We've got to make some kind of big, got to pull some big stunt. I can't. Can I do something with cars? You've got to win your parents' love. Whatever you got to do. I already have two brothers. One of them is one of the best racers of all time. One of them is the best racer of all time. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything in cars unless I fo- follow my father's footsteps and make cars. But I don't, I don't have that. I, I have no desire for that. Um, wow. What's going to get their attention? Always kill your brother. I guess that word last no, time. No, <laughs> what? I'm not going to kill a brother. No, 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 no. If anything, that's what speed would do to calm me down. All right. <laughs> We're going to go on a quest to find Chim Chim's family and bring them back. Wow. That's what we're going to do. You're going to be on a chimp finding mission. Yeah. Oh, and they're going to notice me and Chim Chim. And they're going to, they're going to be like, where, where's the, where's our son and Chim Chim? Where they're going to be wondering where you're at. We've gone on a magical journey. I'm assuming magical Mm -hmm. (laughs) to find the rest of Chim Chim's family. Wow. We're going to bring them back. We're going to bring them home. Are you sure your family's going to notice you're gone? Why would they not? All we're going to do is we're going to go find like some kind of cargo hold. Right. No, we're going to go get a giant crate and we're going to put <laughs> all kinds of food in it. <laughs> and we're just going to mail ourselves to a part of Africa where we'll find the rest of Chim Chim's family. Bring them back. Well, I'll say this. They may not notice that I'm gone, but they'll definitely notice when I get back with more monkeys. Nice. That's the, that's the attention seeking. Good there plan. Go. Good plan. Situation, Brad. Bring it. You have come across something 
utterly extraordinary. Ooh. Forget about bathing suits that dissolve quickly in water. Germans are I'll now <laughs> Germans are now offering complete outfits working on the same principle. Obviously, you'll want to use such an invention to exact revenge on whoever's wronged you in the past. Of course. I mean, that's your first instinct, right? Right, yeah, obviously. I mean, what else could you do with this product, right? Yeah. Come on. Who is your deserving victim? How does the scene play out? You only have one. Only have one. One victim. How does um, it play out? Well, I think... doesn't Gender doesn't matter. We'll get you a, a nice jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. Speed suit. Um, so it's cool, it's cool. I think, um, I think well, obviously... If you'll remember, um, Megan Fox was unable to fulfill her duties oh, no. as greatest human. Oh no! She has made she could have made a laughing stock of me. She did make award. a laughing stock, dude. She shined a major award. Oh, like not a uh, national, I, international award. I have to teach her a lesson. Do it. I'm I Megan Fox. You're getting a German-made dissolving suit. Pantsuit? Does it matter? I guess it can be whatever. I mean, I'm well. I'm gonna meet her in Seattle first of all. All right. <laughs> You know, no hard feelings. You know, no, I, I got you this outfit. Got you this is kind of you know. I try it on. Smooth try things it on. over. Yeah, we'll go out on the town, take a walk. No, it's it not is. gonna rain. It's not gonna rain. What's what awesome about? about this suit, though, dude, mm -hmm. is that it wicks water. Right? It's one of those new suits that when it gets wet, it just wicks it right off. You don't even have to have an umbrella. Right. Trixies, not Trixie. Trixies. Nice. There you go. Actually, well, well played. Thank you. Well handled. Thank you. Well, you know, I do what I have to. Um, <laughs> you are Racer X. You are a super awesome badass and a man of mystery and a formidable with formidable racing skills. Is this pre or post surgery? Curious. Uh, post. Okay. So, w having all of this, how would you use your skills to seduce your brother's girlfriend? Oh man, I don't know if I can. She is devoted. To uh, speed. You gonna give it a try? She's really hot. And I've got to, right? Yeah, I'm not satisfied. How would you not? I'm not satisfied with the girl I'm with now. Oh, no. Um, oh, man. How do I... Maybe I take an interest in helicopters? Mm. No, she's not interested in that. I mean, that's her thing. She doesn't want someone competing with that. I don't know. Maybe you should just, uh, maybe, maybe you show a little interest in something she likes. As but, opposed to speed, who's all about himself. I, I'll start that. I'll, 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 I'll open the door. By learning a lot about helicopters and being like, hey, you know, have nice. you heard about this new model coming out? He doesn't have a tail rotor. She'll be like, oh, my God. Yes. Racer X, what are you thinking? <laughs> First in. What do I do next? I beat my brother at racing. Nice. I say he's going to be the best. He's not the best. I was the best. I am the best. Not only can I race, I can also use my uh, car driving skills to thwart evil doing. Wow. Instant win. Cool. Yeah. I'm a little worried that, you know, if he, if he started beating him, though, he might be get that underdog thing, and then she's going to be like, oh, I need to take care of you. No, dude. No, dude. Maybe we should get rid of the brother. Maybe I need mm. to make a deal with a certain conglomerate. Make that problem disappear. Because oh. once he's gone, because she's going to be loyal to a fall until he's gone, and once he's gone... That's very true. I'll be the next... I'll, she'll be like, oh my god, how do I carry on? It'd be a lot easier for her to jump on the coattails of another racer. That's just as prominent. Same family. Don't even need a changeover. No need nice. learning about other people's families. Nice. Me. Mystery man. Good. Kind of like that. That's bravo. Bravo. 
Nice. All right. Brad. Being both an internationally award-winning playwright and famed podcasting personality, among a, among a lot of other things. Right. A few of my accomplishments. The video game publisher Electronics Arts has our once your advice. Which film featured on Ramjack should be made into their next big title? Wow. What kind of format would it take? Oh, wow. Hmm. They should handle this anyways. This could be your personal preference. Like, okay, if I could play a video game of any movie we've watched, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Or, what's going to make the most money? How's this going to appeal to the most people? Right, right. Ah. Oh. Boy, I think I think a Jim Cotta video game would be pretty exciting. Dude. Um, but... Um, I think we're. I think we're gonna have to save that for a rainy day. Um, I think. Well, obviously, a Dreamcatcher video game <laughs> would be lame as hell. A first-person shooter of Dreamcatcher. <laughs> where you? No, it'd f- be like Mist. Yeah, they get a Mist <laughs> Dreamcatcher. Yes, with a magical retard. Oh <laughs> god, that would suck. Um, I think. I thought it's. I think uh, Ghost Dad is a strong contender. Ooh. Because think about that. You've got your ghost powers. You get to scare kids. You have to try to save a business. Also, It'd be like The Sims. Yeah, but you you have ghost powers. And if the game glitches and you like fall through the floor or get stuck in a wall, no, uh-huh. it didn't glitch. That's <laughs> just a part exactly. of the experience. I mean, of course you could, of course you could go Roadhouse and you know extend the Lost Universe. Yes. Um, but I, I actually I think that's just too huge of a game. You know, I don't think we've got that kind of time. Hey man, it's whatever. I mean, electronic arts—they're going to try to turn this thing out. But I mean, they're having suggestions, man. I just I just think loss is too huge. I don't think, know if we have the technology. Don't know if we're there yet. Don't know if we're ready to make this game this big. Right. And that's epic. So uh, Ghost Ghost Dad's pretty strong. Meteor Man would be awesome, of course. You got Baby yeah, Lords. Cool. Maybe maybe we could do kind of like a role playing game with Meteor Man. And you know you could you could you know you could you could be a uh, Baby Lord and you could work your way up the ranks. <laughs> nice. And eventually try a to Grand find Theft Meteor Man. Grand Theft Auto, but Meteor yeah. Man. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto, but Meteor Man. That's my answer. That's actually really awesome. Yeah. I would love to play that. That would be great. And eventually you have to fight Meteor Man. Lose. Or win. Unless you get that Meteor. how you look at it. You, if, you find, if you find Cosby and steal his meteorite, then you can take over. You'll be the new Simon. I was also thinking about just because Meteor Man gets his way and you no longer have to be in the gang. Or you're in the gang, but you're you know, working for the betterment of the community. Mm-hmm. Go there. Yours was total dominance. Yeah, Meteor Man. Yeah, it's more and fun it, that way. It's whatever game. It's however you play it. It's you can be fun. good or evil. Yeah. You can be good or evil. Nice. I enjoy. All right. Trixie has invited you over for a hot tub party. In fact, she plans to wear the German bikini that you brought for her. Am I Racer X or am I me? You're you. How is Trixie involved? And it, it doesn't matter. Please continue. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you two are getting kind of close. All right. Um, does, does she know this is the German bikini? Well, she knows it's a German bikini. Oh. Um, but in return, she really wants you to wear this donkey fur suit. Not happening. And she's really into that. Mm-mm. I'm not getting into the jacuzzi in a donkey fur suit. Not happening. She's going to be wearing a German-made bikini. I don't care, man. Have you been in a mascot costume? I have. I think we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Impossible to see out of. It is really hard to see out of those things. I guess it depends on what kind it is, but the one I've had experience with, not easy. Wow. It wouldn't even be you, so I'd be wet, soggy, incredibly hot. Well, you know, in a hot tub, I could suffocate, dude. I could dehydrate like that instantly. You could always take the head off. No, man. She wants me to wear the suit. Well, I'm assuming know, that the head's going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be there. I'm taking off the suit. She'll be like, what the hell are you doing? 
I want you to keep. And it where's on. my bikini? Okay, that could be a distraction for a minute, right? So it's not going to happen. No, man, I'm sorry. No agreement. You're like, not no, doing forget it. Forget about not it. Not doing it. Forget about it. In fact, give me the bikini back. Not yours anymore. <laughs> I'll give it to someone more deserving. Yeah, exactly. I got a question for you, Brad. Bring it. All right. A kid and a monkey surprise you while walking down the street to Cincinnati. Oh fuck! Popping out of the, <laughs> popping out from the back of a car trunk. They beckon you to quickly join them. Your life, your children's lives, may depend on it. <laughs> what do you do? So Time's ticking, man. So is it either join them or I don't join them? That's pretty much the. Option. You can either jump in the trunk with them <laughs> or not. You know what? Let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> what? I'm in. You're going to get into a car trunk with a young boy and a monkey friend. Well, I think mon- monkeys are awesome. I think that would just be cool. In a he, trunk, dude? He says, he says this is a serious. He says this is something important. And there's no flags that might tip you off. This may be a mistake. Well, clearly. Your but, future. Your children's future? I mean, it sounds Brad. fucking crazy. It sounds absolutely crazy, but I mean, what if I don't? Well, I mean, they could just be trying to make a fool of you. Well, either way, they're in, they're in the trunk too. They might be framing you. You get in the trunk, they immediately jump out and just close it. I think it's a chance I'm gonna have to take. I would take it too. I would love. Please, oh, I would love that to happen. That'd be awesome. In my mind, it is spritel. I yeah. mean, of course it's spritel. Oh, well, <laughs> in Jim Jim. Of course. I, I please let me be a part of your world. Just let me. Just I, I mean, if nothing else, just imagine when the trunk opens up and you're like. Well, where, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you question the other person, and they have to be like, "I just saw, I just saw an adult, a child, and a chimpanzee in a trunk." Well, dude, the trunk opens, and there's Speed and um, uh, Trixie. Awesome. And they're like, "Sprite, what? Wait a minute, who the hell is this?" Hey, Trixie. Like, hey, nice to meet you. I'm joining the team. How's it going? Hey, by the way, I've got this German-made bikini. Um, I think it would Ooh. look great on you. You're gonna get in trouble with that, Brad. It is made for revenge purposes only. You know this. Hey. Not for sexy reasons. Mm. It's too bad. Oh. You had to sign something before you even bought it that it's only revenge. <laughs> nice. All right, Brad. No, you got to ask me a question, right? I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, mean to jump the, I didn't mean to jump guns. I'm excited about the next question, though. It's 1989, and you were creating a live-action speed racer film that's going to change the course of cinematic history. 89? 1989. Not going to happen, man. Assuming you have roughly the same script, how are you going to cast this epic using the stars of the day? Scott Baio. Speed racer. Nice. <laughs> Scott Baio is speed racer. I didn't even think about Scott Baio. Of course Scott Baio is I speed racer. I forgot about him. Wow. I would, kind of, I would kind of actually want a younger Scott Baio. I was going to say, maybe he could be Racer X. Okay, he'll be Racer X. Scott Baio's Racer X. Nice. I'm going to have um, Michael J. Fox play Speed Racer. Oh, that's cool. Of course, nice. Michael J. Fox is playing Speed Racer. Oh, yeah, that's, that works. Um, I don't really think of any child actors, because we're going to have to have a kid actor. It doesn't matter what monkey. Pull somebody off a sitcom. Yeah, I can't think of any kid actors, though. Got to recast it. Could could uh, Stephanie, a Full House, play <laughs> the, sure. his younger sister as opposed to younger brother? Sure. I'll let that Let's fly. shake things up, man. Shaking things up with this one. This would be Trixie in '89, man. Who played April O'Neil in the Ninja Turtle movies? Nice. Well, it doesn't matter. Just say April. I don't even remember what she looks like. <laughs> yes, I do. 
Turtle, Turtles in Time. No, that was like ninety three. Yeah. Anyway, April O'Neil's playing. Okay, that's cool. What about what about the father? Same guy. I'm gonna just keep talking. <laughs> He's still there. Yeah. Susan Sarandon still being there. <laughs> keep with Susan Sarandon. I wish you played it in modern times. Is there anyone else that needs to be cast? Um, Tag along other repairman? Yeah. Balky. Nice. <laughs> nice. Bronson Pinochet. Good call. I want him. <laughs> and uh, what was the cousin's? What was his name? Balky and. Larry Appleton. Larry. I'm sorry. I forgot. Again, I'm not good with names. Larry That's Appleton. Cool. I want them in the movie. I want them to be both. I want them to be a duo. Nice. Of the extra mechanics. Nice. Okay, I like that. I like that. What about what about our big corporate villain? Mm. Can I make a suggestion? Go for it. Maybe the guy that played Mr. Belvedere. Yes, that would be pretty cool. Good choice. Good choice. Nice. I don't. I mean, I guess I could fill in other people, but I mean, that's fine. Awesome. I like it. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be a hit again. Chick who played April O'Neil is kind of old. Maybe I should get someone younger. Uh, yeah. I cannot think of anyone, dude. Give me some help on this. Who, who would you know in there? Eighties movies. I don't know. I think of. Uh, uh, who's hot in the 80s? Who's hot in the 80s? Um, I'm trying to think Breakfast Club. I would not want Molly Ringwald. Is that her name? No. Redheaded? No. Oh, what about, the, what about the chick from Back to the Future? First or second? The first. That was, was his mother. Oh, yeah. No. She's a little too plain for Trixie. Well, of course, but I mean, Trixie. you got to have someone hot. Who is a hot 80s chick? Bo Derek. Eric, too old for yeah. speed. And by that I mean Michael J. Fox. Right. I cannot think of anyone in the eighties. Um. Man. Oh, Save by the Bell. Save by the Bell. Oh snap! Of course. Who are you thinking? Uh you could go either way. You could go. Uh, I guess uh, either Kelly. way. Were there three girls who played in Save by the Bell? Yeah, Lisa was. Oh, got you. Got you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> there was two really hot girls. Well, Elizabeth Hurley was actually only hot because of Showgirls. True, but uh, she was not too hot. While Kelly, she was doing that. Kelly Kapowski, man, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, she's there. Nice, she is. Trixie, nice. That could actually work. I'm like excited it. about this movie now. Yeah, it's gonna be good. I was a little skeptical. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to cast this in the '80s, man. No go. Nice. Thanks. A distant, unknown relative has surprisingly passed something onto you in their will. Ooh. What is it? A spot. In the NASCAR roster. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the only stipulation is that you have to be the driver. You're racing, man. You're what, in NASCAR. What am I getting out of this? What do you mean, what are you getting? Do I get like, good money or something? What's the benefits of being a NASCAR? You can, yeah, you do get tons of money as a NASCAR. Okay. Tons of sponsors. You got to wear that lame suit with all oh. the stickers on it. And you have to drive around a car also <laughs> right. <laughs> bombarded with stickery. But you're a driver. Okay. You're going to need to assemble a support team. <laughs> nice. Naturally, <laughs> knowing practically nothing about the sport founded by Bill France, <laughs> you go about creating and filling positions with the only frame of reference you have, Speed Racer. <laughs> Obviously. You need, this is who you'll need. Okay. A mechanic. Right. Vehicle monitor slash pitch stop guy. Okay. Helicopter pilot. Nice. A general maid. And then take care of food, laundry, all those random stuff. Nice. A meddling, if not useless, little brother. And of course, a mascot. A mascot. Oh. Twist part? You can only use characters found in the movies featured on Ramjack. Ah, Who's your team? 
All right, Who's your all race right, team? All right, all right. Um, first things first. I think I don't need Christina Ricci in a helicopter. Okay, it's time out. Be... Time out. Another stipulation: you can't use speed racer characters. Un- unfair advantage, man. Unfair advantage. All right, fine. I was gonna say I don't need a sexy lady in a helicopter distracting me when I'm trying to drive. Of course not. So I can't. So, but not even an option. So, because <laughs> naturally you go for Christina Ricci. Of course, obviously she's hot. Just a reminder, Megan Fox has not appeared in any films that we've watched yet. I don't even like Megan Fox that much. That's the weird thing. I don't think she's attractive either. I think she's hot. I think she's but, cute in her own way. But but she's not the hottest person alive. She's just the trendiest hot person I could think of at the time. Man, hey, there you go. There you go. You got a team to fill, dude. Um, all right, There's all right. to hang hand. All right, all right, all right. So I got characters from Ramjack. All right. You want me to just give you a position and you fill it? Yeah, give me positions. Mechanic. Mechanic. Someone's going to help you move. All right. Well, my immediate thought is maybe maybe Red from Roadhouse mm-hmm. because he he ran an auto shop. But then I think, why not the Meteor Man? <laughs> what? <laughs> because if something goes wrong, he can use Meteor powers. No, to control dude. my car and make it work. Not a, no. Have him as another person. Don't make him the mechanic. You got to get the car going. He can't just control your car forever with Meteor powers. Well, I'm just saying, if something goes wrong, he can fix it with Meteor powers. <laughs> what? That's like saying you can fix something with magic. It's not gonna happen. Did you see me here, man? He has every power in the world. True. I'm sure he has car fixing power. It's your team, man. All I'm saying is you're not gonna get a lot of sponsorship. Your all money. Alright, alright, alright. I mean, fine. be yourself. Be yourself, man. It's me. Fine. Fine. Oh. Fuck you. Have him be the pit stop guy slash look uh, like vehicle monitoring guy. Oh. Okay, okay. Well, we'll, we'll have to go to Roadhouse then. Pull out the real mechanic. The only mechanic we've talked about. Red's making your car. Souping your engine up. Meteor Man is making sure everything's running smooth on yeah. the track. Meteor Man, Meteor Man's, uh, you know, he's, he's there in case things go crazy. Helicopter pilot. Helicopter pilot. Um, I need someone, need someone with a sharp, sharp focus. Or with helicopter piloting skills. Or with helicopter piloting skills. Um, I think anybody can pick up helicopter piloting hey, skills. Hey, bucko. Who are you going to pick for the helicopter skills? Nice. Nice. I'm just throwing that out there, man. Oh. <laughs> the only person that I can remember well, in any of the films that... Uh, true that. And you know, the thing is, like, if somebody tries something shifty, like, if some of these NASCAR people, like, I don't know, throw, like, a fucking beer bottle at, at my car, <laughs> um, Morgan Freeman's not going to let that happen. No. So, uh, I think I think we got to go. I think we got to go with Morgan Freeman on that. What was his name? In the uh, movie? Colonel Curtis. Curtis. Nobody's going to be crossing that Curtis line. You're going to keep it... Get tight for you. Yeah. All right. Nice. So you need someone that's a support staff. Support Basically, staff. cooks your food, laundry, does all the things to keep this team going. Right. Obviously, um, I need someone that's going to take care of things, get stuff done. Someone that's, you know, you know, got a ton of energy. Someone that's not going to get, you know, run down with all the, you know, the runnings around. Um, I'm going to go with a vampire. I got to go with Alice. Alice My is a, a trusted standby for the hot stand chick that's going to fill your team. She's sexy. She doesn't have to sleep. She's great. Bravo. She can see the future. Yeah. She'll know if something bad's going to happen in the race. Definitely. Oh, perfect. All right. Who do you want as a little brother? I'm going to find a little brother. Uh, um, Little brother. Well, immediately there's, there's a kid from Ghost Dad that comes to mind. Um, but I want my I want my meddling brother to be John Cabot from Jumkata. <laughs> nice. That's my meddling little brother. What's your mascot? Um, my mascot. It doesn't have to be 
Well, I guess it could be featured in a Ramjack. I can't think of any animals that were featured in a Or at Ramjack. least somebody from the Ram wearing a costume. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't even think about that one. <laughs> um, I think it should be the Jew King. <laughs> I want it to be the Jew King, but he has to wear uh, he has to wear a costume. What is it? He, he has to he has to wear um he has to wear the Ramjack costume. <laughs> Brad, help me paint this in the okay. Of my um, imagination. Now, after we created this podcast, um, we found out that there was a company called Ramjack that apparently lifts buildings that have like their that have slipped off their foundations or something. And if you go to their website, which is like ramjack.com, um, <laughs> there is uh, they have like apparently they have a corporate mascot, which is a giant ram wearing a cape. <laughs> So they're sponsoring you in NASCAR. Right. Obviously. All right, right, cool. And it's going to be Juke King inside the costume. Crack team, man. I think you guys could take it all the way. I love it. I'm I'm excited about it. You're not going to win a race. Meter Man's going to lose his powers pretty quick. Obviously. should have went with freaking Scott Bayo from freaking Zapped, who had his powers forever. And he really did have crazy powers. (laughs) Should have. Hey, man, too late. Failure. No, my team. Made a failure. We're winning. Hey, it's cool. Oh, dude, but the bad part is I have Bella. As my chick, and that's not going to work for anybody. Well, that's going to you're, you're that's how we lose. You're screwed. Who's your little brother? He's my little brother. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, dude, obviously, I would. <laughs> what was his name? Buddy. Nice, duh, buddy. Willie Ames, perfect little brother. I he, gotta have him and Scott Bear on my team. Him and Scott Bear on my team. He medals a lot, so that's going to be great. Awesome. Yeah, I can see him with a chimp. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's a monkey. It's yeah. Chim Chim. All right, here's your bonus situation. Oh, no. We are living in a horrific future. NASCAR has become not only the international sports pastime of choice, but largely influences our culture and our society. Suicide. No, I'm stopping it. Luckily, our pet chimpanzees have risen up to destroy this cruel and corrupt version of humanity. Will you join the apes as they conquer humanity? And... How will you attempt to make a livable world for yourself in the aftermath of the ape domination? Hmm. Obviously, I joined the apes. Okay. We are to be ruled by creatures. So help us. To be creatures such as those. Nice. Um, what would I do to help set up? What was that last part of the question? Um, <laughs> I mean, duh. Of course you join the apes. They're going right. to win. And, uh, I'm how, living in a future that sucks, man. How will you attempt to make a livable world for yourself in the aftermath of ape domination? We're getting rid of asphalt. Just getting rid of it. Our roads will be stone. Okay. That ensures no NASCARs running around. Nice. So. We may have to get rid of barbecue. I enjoy barbecue. Those NASCAR people, that's what they live on. Yeah. I'm assuming that everything has also been reduced to non-foods. It's all junk. Right. Every, yeah, everything is junk food and it's grease all, and deep It's fried. all gross, saturated, like saucy barbecue. Mm-hmm. It's more like a soup or a stew. Yeah. Barbecue sauce, small chunks of meat, and also fried candy bars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like standard. Yeah, it's a standard diet. Every day for breakfast, you have deep fried uh, Lucky Charms. Yeah, none of that. None of that. <laughs> deep fried Lucky Charms in Coca-Cola. <laughs> ah, gross. Syrupy. So, all right. So, you know, you're joining with the apes to take over. Let's say the apes have taken over. Mm-hmm. How how do you how do you live now in this world where apes have taken over and humans are a struggling minority? Hopefully, the apes will be cool with us living as equals. I don't think that'll happen, but there's so few of us. Well, since you know 
take over. Mm-hmm. That surely they wouldn't try to enslave us. What would we do? I'm plus, asking you. And plus, it's not Planet of the Apes where we're kind of mute and just have lost our intelligence. For now. Well, for now. Um, it's kind of so like I a battle for the fine. Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Ooh. Is a school bus involved in our takeover? <laughs> That's your call. <laughs> of course it is. So you're going to use the apes to get rid of the humans and then use school buses to take care of the apes? No. Eight brothers, man. We're just going to live and let live, man. Nice. Live in harmony with the apes. Yeah. They're no different than us. They have a tailbone just like us without a tail. Nice. I hope that works out for you. Dude, of course it's going to work out. How could it not? Hmm. Wait a minute. Can these apes ride horses? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We're fucked. And the gorillas are especially... Wait a minute. Do you mean all apes? Oh, yeah. So we got orangutans, we have gorillas, and we have chimps. Yeah. Oh, man. You didn't. You did not even mention that. I thought it was implied. Of course I'm not going to side with the apes. <laughs> Oh, are you going to side with NASCAR? No. <laughs> this is a lose-lose. No, I would definitely side with the apes. Obviously. And it, let's see what happens, man. Again, if humans don't work out, I'd be fine with the apes. Well, in, in the words of, of, of some of the last humans living, uh, get her done. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's how we end Situation Room. <laughs> Um, you know, earlier we mentioned uh, the Vatican being angry about contraceptives. Absolutely. Yeah, they finally legalized it. Right. But uh, there, there's there's a certain actress that's uh, sta- stamping up. She's a spokesperson for Planned Parenthood. Really? She's uh, she's in favor of emergency contraceptive, and she might be the perfect female. Who are we talking about? Christina Ricci. Are you kidding me? Trixie. <laughs> I love that girl. Isn't she perfect? Trying to keep down the surplus population. Bravo. Bravo, indeed. So we've come to an end of another episode of Ramjack. Episode 9, Brad. Next episode's episode 10. Next episode, we hit double digits. Double digits? What? That's a milestone in a podcast, dude. So we've got another movie next week, Brad. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. I am, too. What, I, you got some taglines for us? Man? I do, I let's do. For big episode ten, big episode ten. Here are the taglines. Um, we've got five taglines for this film. That's impossible. This is, I mean, you unprecedented. Think that amazing. This is going to be an amazing film to have five I'm bank- taglines. I'm banking on it. Episode ten. We got to bring this. Yeah. Okay. Here's the first one. All right. The original Boogeyman is back. Ooh, horror movie. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'm a little bit skeptical already, but continue. <laughs> all right. All right. Once was not enough. A sequel? Yeah. It horrifies you in your sleep and haunts you for life. Wow. Whoa. Be afraid. Be twice as afraid. Oh, obvious sequel. Right. One more. There's this is the no- last one? This is the last one. Okay. There's nothing more frightening than a little boy's nightmare. Until it turns real. I'm terrified. As you should be, because we're going to be watching Troll 2. (laughs) 
Troll 2, you say? Troll 2, one of the most exciting movies that don't feature trolls but have troll in the title ever created. Let's not give too much away. Let's not give too much away. But Nice. So Troll 2 next week. Troll 2. Be ready. Be afraid. Be twice as afraid. <laughs> Indeed. And, uh, you know, obviously we're on the iTunes now. Oh, so dude, super people, news, yes. If you people would please go out there and give us five-star reviews. If you're going to give us less than five-star reviews, don't bother. You could give us a four-star. We'll take a four. If you're being realistic about it. If, you're, if, if you're going that three stuff, well, that's mm, bullshit. you're going to have to back that up. Go back and Twos listen to our, ones, not welcome. Go back and listen to our discussion about the Netflix rating system and yes. follow that. Yeah. Let that be your guide. And whatever you decide is fine with me. Right. As long as it's good. <laughs> Write us reviews. Man, that's exciting to be on iTunes. It's kind of weird. Big league. Big league now. Yeah. Absolutely. Go to iTunes. Also go to our website, www.curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Or you can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Also, update. We have a new voicemail number. Absolutely. That's going to be 206-339-5894. I repeat, our new voicemail number is 206 206- Three three nine five eight nine four. Awesome. Update that in your cell phone because you're going to want to call in. Call Tell us in. What you think. Call us. Let us know what you think. Call us if you're lonely. Call us if you're a little tipsy. <laughs> Give us a drunk call. It's okay. Hey, if it's good enough, we'll play it on the air. And Absolutely. Your and then we will ridicule you or not. No, it could be great. We could give you constructive advice on how to better your life so you don't have to drink alone. <laughs> Your opinions are welcome. I'd also like to give a shout out to um, Makira Chrome, that sponsors the music for this lovely podcast. Uh, you can find their album at cdbaby.com forward slash cd forward slash Makira Chrome. The song featured on the episodes is Out of Town. Great song. And again, Brad, I can give you that album. You got to try it out. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Oh, snap. West Bend Poppery 2. Poppery 2. You're doing popcorn. You're not doing it right unless you're popping it in the Poppery 2. Fact. Find one. Find one. Brad, it's been amazing. I'm not sure what else to say about this. I think there's only one thing left to say. Go, Go Bears! Bears!